1: Hello and welcome to Numa Podcast with the Reverend Michelangelo Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed.
0: Thank you for joining this podcast. Our text today is taken from the Gospel according to Saint Luke. Chapter 14, verse 25 to 33.
2: Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple." suppose one of you wants to build a tower will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it for if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it everyone who sees it will ridicule him saying this fellow began to build and was not able to finish or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king Will he not first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple.
0: Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you today for yet another privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. I ask, O Lord, that you bless the sound of my voice and as many that will listen to this podcast, that you will give them the understanding of the text we're dealing today. Thank you, Father, for answering this prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The title of this podcast is Counting the Cost of Discipleship. Counting the Cost of Discipleship. The thematic concern for this podcast is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Sometimes, potential disciples fail to take into account the cost of discipleship from the beginning of their journey with Jesus Christ. And that is the whole point of Jesus' teaching in Luke chapter 14. Brothers and sisters, it's important to note in this passage that Jesus was not speaking to a small gathering of believers about the price of radical discipleship. Instead, he was addressing a large crowd of people who were at the point of deciding if they wanted to follow him or not. This is particularly important because it will become extremely difficult in the end to hold on to the basic principle of faith in Christ if they were not shown properly the real cause of what it takes to be a disciple in the first instance. On face value, Luke chapter 14 verse 25 to 33 is one area of the New Testament that is clearly difficult to deal with because of its seemingly demand on would-be follower of Jesus Christ. It is the sort of text that does not sit well with contemporary postmodern Christianity that is constructed on the foundation of self-aggrandizement yet we are called to critically engage with it if we must be disciples of Jesus Christ. The first inducement when dealing with a passage such as this is to attempt to reinterpret and subsequently reconstruct it to an acceptable standard of correctness. But such an effort only goes to demonstrate a prevalent symptom of society that had lent itself to self-preservation which is the opposite of what Jesus Christ stood for as demonstrated by his own sacrifice on Calvary's cross. These words of Jesus Christ did not only present as difficult but also sacrosanct. It is either you accept the Terms and condition of the small print and follow it through and through or you outrightly reject it. For instance Luke chapter 14 verse 27 says this and whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Friends how tough can it get than this? The reason we seem to have problems with passages like this is because of our prefabricated idea of what Christianity must be, as we seem to design our own Christianity into a set of beliefs rather than a lifestyle. I often say that Christianity is not exactly a religion as I do not honestly believe that Jesus Christ came to establish one. Instead, Christianity is a lifestyle to be lived and not practiced by complying to a set of rules. It is important to bear in mind that religion seeks to bring a person to Christ while Christianity seeks to bring Christ to a person. And I believe that there is a great difference here. Again, this passage in Luke chapter 14 seems to be setting out an agenda to the would-be Christian. An expectation that must be met if we are to truly believe in Jesus Christ. Following Jesus Christ without understanding or counting the cost is detrimental. It is because Christians are called to be different in every ramification and to be different is to have a clear understanding of what it entails to follow Christ. The call to be a Christian is much more than a call to join a club with some set of rules. It is a clarion call to be a dedicated follower of Jesus Christ who would go on to worship God in spirit and in truth and to make disciples of all nations. This life of dedication cannot be purchased by simply doing all the right things or ticking the right boxes, attending the right church group, but it will cost us our most cherished possession, including family, friends, and even our own lives. And more importantly, we are invited to carry our crosses, a sign of Fellowship of the suffering of Jesus Christ. As the Apostle Paul succinctly puts it in the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse 10, he says, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable unto his death. Brothers and sisters, Paul was a man that understood what it meant to be a disciple. Because it comes with a cost. It comes with a price. We do need to sacrifice if we have to become Christian. Too many times, brothers and sisters, we are told by many people that we can just come to Jesus Christ and everything will be fine. My friend, there is a price to pay. My brothers, there is a price to pay. My sisters, there are prizes and sacrifice that we must pay and that we might be prepared to endure. The life of sacrifice was also the very characteristics that defines the man Christ Jesus himself and his earthly ministry. If we obey this command, we too can be defined by those characters as well. Jesus Christ is a leader who led by example, and I believe he's still leading today. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15, it tells us this, we don't have a high priest who can't be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but one who has been in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Even when we find it difficult to follow the path Jesus Christ asks us to, it is what remembering, brothers and sisters, that through his grace, he makes it possible for you It makes it possible for me to follow him. Writing to the Philippians in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, the Apostle Paul says this again I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. My brothers, my sister, it is not by your own power that you can live to be pleasing to Jesus Christ. It is not by your own power that you can be that successful disciple of Jesus Christ that you want to be. But by the power of Jesus Christ. When he was living, he said, I'm living, but I'm living with you the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, which will bring you into all truth about me. Now, for a moment, brothers and sisters, let us consider some of the examples of Jesus Christ, those things he did himself. In Luke chapter 2, verse 48 to 50.
1: This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening.
0: An interesting but disturbing story about Jesus Christ let's read when his parents saw him they were astonished his mother said to him son why have you treated us like this your father and I have been anxiously searching for you why were you searching for me he asked Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying. You see, my friend, here in this text, we see that Jesus Christ placed his relationship with his heavenly father above that of his earthly father. Jesus' action in that situation was completely devoid of maternal and paternal bonding that usually exists between parents and their child. Jesus didn't care if they were hurting because of him. Again, in Matthew chapter 12 verse 50, we find this. Whoever does the will of my father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. Friends, clearly his allegiance is to his divine family instead of his earthly ones. I must, however, make it clear that Jesus did not reject or disrespect his earthly parent. Rather, he was only setting his priorities right. In the same way, nothing else in the life of a follower of Jesus Christ should take preeminence over commitment to Christ. Nothing is more important because it is our unflinching relationship with Jesus Christ that forms and determines our other relationship and by extension all other aspects of our Christian lives time we seem to divide our lives into sections, family, friends, work, public, etc. By so doing, we set different priorities to accommodate them. But Jesus Christ expects all areas of the life of his followers to correspond with the all-important decision to be a disciple. This means that all these areas of life should reflect Jesus Christ as you cannot be a Christian on Sunday and then something else on the Monday. Against the argument that the Christian must be materially prosperous, As a sign of God's approval, Jesus Christ rejected all such assumptions as he possesses nothing, not even a home during his earthly ministry. He said in Luke chapter 9 verse 58, the foxes have holes, the birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. When he needed a donkey... He got one for that purpose. You find this in Luke chapter 19, verse 28 to 40. Jesus did not own any material wealth, yet he never lacks anything. In the same way, a true disciple of Jesus Christ must not concern him or herself with the acquisition of material things, but rather concentrate on pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ. And I tell you the truth, you will never lack anything that you need to live in this world. It is therefore worth remembering here, brothers and sisters, that if you elect to live like a true disciple, you also must understand that there are prices to pay and sacrifices to be made. This is where considering the cost like a building contractor would comes in. We must sit down and give our decision to become a disciple of Christ, a thorough consideration, whether we are truly ready to follow him. Many today have fallen by the way because they allow their emotion to get the best of them. My brothers and sisters, no matter how difficult Luke chapter 14 verse 25 to 33 might be, it is in my view A major text when it comes to discipleship as it brings us to that place where we ask ourselves even if we have believed in Christ. For many years the pertinent question of what sacrifice are we willing to make to be disciples of Jesus and at what cost? It is understandable that each of us are called differently, but the priority of all disciples of Jesus Christ are the same. Because the singular goal is to make disciples of others and as well as worshipping God. In fact, being a disciple is a lifelong learning exercise that must reflect the life of Jesus Christ in all areas. If you find today that you have followed Jesus Christ, but have not yet aligned your life with Him, this may be the right time to do so, and if by any chance you have not decided to follow Jesus yet, and you stumble into this podcast, you now have the opportunity to consider what following Jesus Christ is all about. Let me bring this podcast to a close by re-echoing the last part of our text for today. And that's Luke chapter 14, verse 28 to 33. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king won't he first sit down and consider whether he's able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for the term of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything, You have, cannot be, my disciples. This last part of our text reminds me of the Basilica de la Sagrada Familia, a very large unfinished Roman Catholic minor basilica in Barcelona, Catalonia, Spain. The construction of this building started on the 19th of March, 1882. It was interrupted by the Spanish Civil War in July 1936. And it is now one of the longest architectural projects in the world. And if completed by 2026, it would have been 147 years in making. There are so many reasons why this building have remained unfinished. One of it is that they depended on donation from people, which means the builders never really had enough to begin with. So, you see, the scripture is absolutely right. Before you begin a project, you should know how much it will cost and you should have the resources for it. In the same way, before you begin this journey, you should have understood how much it will cost you to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you again for this privilege to be able to share this podcast with your people out there. I pray God that your blessings will be upon them as they deliberate on their own discipleship. Lord Almighty, I thank you because I know we cannot do anything without you. Therefore, Father, I pray that as many that are struggling to be your disciple, you will help them to do what is right. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: i